Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Shoot, do ba do boom ba boom. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Whatever happens, happens. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary F. Church, and I am thrilled to be here on a wonderful evening over Zoom with the lovely and talented Anastasia Washington. Oh, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, you know, considering, you know, I'm pandemic excellent, um, but, you know, probably normal. Eh? <laughs> Pandem- excellent. Pandemic, yeah, I can't even say that. Pandemic excellent. Yep. <laughs> Um, Anastasia, I know you as you're a comedian, but I know you are more than that. So could you tell us how do you, you know, identify yourself as an artist? Oh, as an artist. Uh, well, I, uh, I started acting when I was very young. So I was a child actor and soundtrack singer, uh, from the age of three, uh, on. Um, and so I never left, uh, entertainment <laughs> and <laughs> because of my life um, I've ruled with a lot of different things I've I've become an actor a, 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 you know a podcaster a writer a filmmaker all to just stay in this crazy field we chose you know <laughs> um, so I do a little bit of everything some people would say I do too much mm-hmm. and those people mm, um, I, I I politely say I'm not doing enough, so I'm going to do more. They're probably not doing enough. They are, you know, dealing with their own stuff. And I, I support them, but I'm going to do more. (laughs) My new motto, um, I, well, I got one of those felt boards and I was like, what do I write on this thing? Um, And it started out, it said, do something. because it's you know if you're sitting there watching tv it's like go do something and then um i was inspired to write do everything you know why stop just do everything i think doing something is the first step into doing everything but um why limit yourself what what else are we doing right exactly say yes why not well not say yes to everything i did read that book is shonda rhimes i think wrote it the year of yes yeah which was really good and now she has a Peloton, you know, um, year of yes workouts. And I did a few of them. I did more, <laughs> more of the meditations, but that's okay. We all do what we no do. Um, but her year of yes was really like an enlightening book. Um, I already kind of said yes to too many people and, before I read that book. But after it, it kind of was like, say yes to things that scare you. Say yes to things out of your comfort zone. Not say yes to stupid things. <laughs> Just say yes to yeah like say yes to the dress say yes to the wings say yes to friendships say yes to new gigs say yes to like being on a roast battle when you know you're not great at roasting try it try it out that is so you are so right okay at first I was like yeah yeah but we get it say yes but now the more you go I'm like that is exactly what you should say yes to that thing you're afraid of it doesn't matter does any of this matter like did you get through the roast battle I did. I did. Yeah. I've done two now. I don't think I'm that good, but it's okay. I'm trying. <laughs> you know what else? Nobody else is that good either. 
I think we all have our thing, you know, I, 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 um, my mom is from New Orleans and my dad's from Chicago. And so they have that kind of like, um, that, that polite, that polite insulting. And so I just am kind of leaning into that with roasting and I'm, I'm yeah. learning that it also really hurts. So <laughs> more clever. It's, it's a lot smarter. Yeah, so I'm trying it out and I actually got to the second round of one on Monday. So I was not, I was very shocked. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> like, he was mean. Like, I am hurt. No? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I love cry. it. <laughs> Hold on, I got to pause really quick. I'm having an okay. issue. I'm going to pause, just do your thing. I'll be right back. Well, one thing that we both said yes to recently was doing Paul Goebel's um, all your favorite game shows, game show. And that's where I met you. And yes. we're just one square and I was just one little square. Actually, I would say two multicultural women in a sea of strange <laughs> No, that is accurate. <laughs> a bunch of like uh, nerd guys. No offense, I love Paul Goebel. I love his show. He's fantastic. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I met you. And then we were Facebook friends and so I was like, I really want to interview you and, and, and hear more about all of your things. Yeah, it was fun being on that show. I, I mean, like, I, it's so, I always get so nervous whenever I'm, uh, like, asked anything seriously. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, um, I can spout off, I'm, I'm a nerd, you know, I'm a hardcore nerd. Like, I do panels at Comic-Con and WonderCon and stuff like that. But when you put me in trivia, I go, oh God, there's so much pressure and my, my mind basically bursts. Like it just goes like, no, like everything I've known, everything, I just panic. I feel like there's so much pressure. So I feel like it's really fun to do those um, like trivia nights and, and game shows because it makes me feel, uh, get used to that feeling and less like shocked every time it happens. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? And then there's that time frame issue. And then it's like, I go blank when I'm asked a question dead on. But you know what? I bet you doing that and practicing that skill, practicing that skill helps you with things like Rose Battle where you're super nervous and like, how do I think yeah. know, on my feet? Um, yeah, I love, I think Paul's trivia, I mean, he is a master of trivia, but it's along the same lines of what I like also like pop culture and TV. Yeah. So it really, uh, we used to do the show live. It really ignited like my competitive spirit. And I was like, oh, and I won before. And I was like, I won something. The feeling of winning must be so, I mean, I think the first time I did it, I was in the final, like, you know, and, um, and every time that, that puts so much pressure, I'm just like, oh God, you know, like I, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I really give it to people that can keep their cool under like uh, those kinds of circumstances. I think there's like a confidence about it that I'm trying to like get, like even at trivia nights, like when we used to be able to go to bars and stuff like that, I would, you know, like be like, well, I know the answer. And they'd be like, are you sure? Because the whole team's resting on you. And I'd be like, nope, never mind. You know? Like, <laughs> and that's where I've learned, like you have, sometimes you have to make big moves. And if it doesn't work out, you feel really dumb. But if it does, you're a God. They're like, oh my. And I, and I've had both happen. And uh, I like it better when I'm right. <laughs> right? I love it when I'm like in a trivia team and then I gave them the right answer and then everyone's like, nah, it's this. And then it is mine. And then I'm like, well, I hate you all now. 
Told you so. Told you so. Mm. Are we even friends anymore? Yeah, we are. <laughs> but for this moment, we aren't. <laughs> um, so that, that is fantastic. Are you doing a lot? So it sounds like you're doing a lot of Zoom, a lot of virtual stuff right now. What was that like for you probably a year ago now? I cannot believe oh, gosh, we are. Yes. <laughs> but how did you transition and make that kind of shift? You know, I, I did it pretty much right away. Like I, um, I wasn't one of those people that's like, I don't, I want to see how Zoom works out or whatever. I was just like, well, I'm doing nothing. So why don't I do a lot of something? <laughs> so I just did it. And it was weird. I will say the first few shows, like it, when people were first realizing it, they were muting people and then there was silent and then they were letting people in and then you're hearing everybody's like, dog and 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 crunching and and somebody answering a phone and every once in a while that happens but now you like learn to work the zoom call I feel like when that kind of happens um which used to be work the room but now is work that is fun you know it's yeah so um or even working my own space because you know we're in our houses now so like I I have you know, another person in my house and two animals. And sometimes um, my dog or cat decides that this is their moment and not my moment to tell a joke. And, um, you know, they're right. And I had to roll with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, my dog actually had the punchline. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I once heard somebody say, she's not even funny uh, when I was doing my spot. And that killed me. And I was like, I don't know if Zoom's for me, uh, but it worked out. Um, <laughs> um, that's, that's so lame. Like hecklers is like, you're so, you're so removed too now. Like, do you have to say anything? To they didn't even know they were unmuted. So I feel like I'm like, this is your intimate talk that you're talking with your partner with. And, um, but I'm like, don't you know who I am? I'm talking. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I really like, um, I, I feel like I was a little late to start, but now I don't since it's been going on so long, but like yeah. the Bird City Comedy um, Network has been a really fun one. I love that open mic on Thursday. Oh. And then she does a, um, she does like a show show on, was it Friday? Like one, one or two, is it a Friday or Saturday? You should check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. You'd like it, especially, um, especially if you did like Paul's show, like it, it's very Phoenix comedy. Um, and I'm also part of the Broken Drift Network, which is like Big Pine, but they're not doing any like virtual shows right now. But anyways, that one I recommend. Um, and I've gotten to meet some nice people that I really wouldn't have met before or connected with. And I think that's, that's really cool. That's so true. And also doing comedy in a different time zone as you. Like yeah. that's, you know, I, I am a Los Angeles comedian that hasn't really performed in other uh, cities, except for like maybe if I was like in there and I like dropped in you know but I haven't like toured and stuff like that so it's kind of cool to be like I worked at the New York festival and I did this one or whatever it is you yeah. know like um because I feel like it's so much more open it should have been uh, just as open because we had all this technology but if we were like forced to be more open and more social with each other and it's it's kind of cool um because I think you had to have a reason to get out there and see them and then and then um cultivate that relationship online after or something but now it's gonna be the other way around yeah and now it's nice like I feel like I don't know as a woman comedian and I'm uh, we already kind of feel like I don't know 
when you walk into a room, it's nice to see there's other female comedians, right? And there's yeah. so, so it's, it was really nice that when I started um, doing stand up, I did start in an all female like group and we like really were like, and still even now, you know, we're a community um, because that, that really helps when we walk into a club and uh, you know, that, that male energy is there. Um, yeah, it's you know, confident. It gets a little yeah it gets a little um intense and you know when they're screaming penis at you like for the first like five minutes of their set and you're like okay <laughs> let's get Absolutely. some vagina in there <laughs> yeah or oh yeah i feel yeah. it yeah. um so we um anastasia you had some wings tell me I a did. little bit about the wings that you chose for your episode well, I am a huge foodie, um, but one of my one of my goals during the quarantine, I do two things every week. I eat somewhere new that or black owned or something that's like supporting my community. Um, so I go somewhere that and I try to try new places. Um, and I have cake Wednesday, so every Wednesday I have cake. That's oh, that, those are my two. That's my two things, right? And so this week, because of this, I was like, I'm gonna try a new wing place. And I tried a bird box in North Hollywood and it's um, run by three brothers. So like a small business. And um, I learned so much more because I posted that picture on my Instagram. And then my friend is actually friends with the, the brothers. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And they, he was saying they're such nice guys um, and that they're Armenian, which is really cool because uh, their Armenian community is big here and yeah. support um and so I was like this is awesome um and so um this wing place is really cool because it has like oh, I don't even know how many sauces there's so many sauces and then french fries that they even put wings on or like stuff on so it's like it's pretty good and um I got honey barbecue I usually am a spicy uh person but um I wanted my mom to try it and she is gringa. So, <laughs> so ooh, honey barbecue and it was amazing. <laughs> okay. So lots to unpack here. I love this so much. We're going to talk about cake Wednesday next because okay. I've been following that and I'm like, um, I'm making it a thing. It's my new holiday. <laughs> hopefully I'm going to tag bird box when we post and hopefully they follow me. I love my Armenian friends. I did an episode a couple weeks or a couple months ago where we just focused. My friend explained to me the Armenian genocide and what's happening currently. Yes. And so big fan. Um, yes. <laughs> so I thought it was really cool that when I, I, when I got the confirmation that they were an Armenian uh, based business, I was like so excited. I was so excited. <laughs> so. Yeah. I know like two phrases in Armenian and I always, I they might think I'm like, no, they love it. Okay, I am. It, I feel like it impresses the hell out of people because they're like, "Thank you for learning my language." Because Armenians are so uh, like uh, proud of their culture. Yeah. Um. And the the word the one word that I know it's it's inchbeses, inchbeses, okay. and it means how are you? I was at a a wedding or a baby shower and I was like, "Why are these ladies all talking about kisses?" Besos, you know. I was right, like, right. And she goes, inch basis. And she's like, it means, how are you? So I know that. And that helps. It, it makes people like kind of smile when you're like, inch basis. 
Yes, I love I love languages. I I love to travel. Obviously, not right now during the pandemic. So I'm always like picking up phrases, like um, like I, I love learning like Portuguese and weird. I used to speak Klingon, but that doesn't what? really help. It's a whole language. It is, yeah. And Dothraki, which I was pretty good at Dothraki for a bit, but That's you don't really have anybody to talk to. So I wonder if Amelia Clark could still speak it. Maybe. <laughs> like i'm done with that now she's like i don't want to remember any of this (laughs) i want to uh, remember those parts with the well that part um no that has no lines needed (laughs) so you had honey barbecue wings um did you get um did you get i'm gonna assume you did bone in i didn't oh you're i know okay here's here's a confession I hate sucking on bone. <laughs> I'm not mad. I mean, I understand, but as I, a- not in my personal life. In my personal life, I'm fine with sucking bone, but in culinary, depends on the chicken it's attached to. It's just um, so much. It's so much like okay. Perfect. I am. I'm a recovering vegetarian, also, uh, off and on. And so the more I can distance myself from the fact that it is, that is, I almost said a human. What I meant was, Ah! (laughs) oops, oops. The more I can distance myself from like veins and bone, I'm good. Um, I feel this. But if it was like presented to me, I would just eat it with bone. But if I am just like, I would be like, I don't need to actually do that right now. But it's a lot of work, a little bit of payoff. I get yeah. it. As a you know, having a wing podcast, I have to really like be a wing purist. But honestly, right. like when I've done this at a festival and I've had like wings all day, I'm like, I just want a boneless so I can enjoy the sauce and the dip. I think I, I kind of made myself get into the bone in because I like the sauce and I really liked blue cheese. <laughs> and so it was like, um the the chicken before the egg anyway yeah yeah, so, yeah I, okay so we're gonna go with boneless um it's yeah it's sorry of, yeah, <laughs> it's more of the people i'll leave <laughs> do you dip your um boneless wing in like ranch or blue cheese or neither yeah. or both yeah no i would prefer so i used to be a blue cheese fanatic mm-hmm. and then i was on some show where i had to eat a bug <laughs> And the bug tasted kind of like blue cheese. So I'm kind of not into blue cheese anymore. Right. And like, I can stand it more now, but it used to be my thing. Everything was blue cheese, everything. Now it's ranch. Um, So we're going to go with an arc ranch. Yeah. Because of the water bug that ruined my life. Okay. We're going to circle back to that (laughs) because all these golden gems here. Um, When you eat wings, do you eat carrots? Carrot, celery, both or neither with it? Carrots. I'm not a celery person. Um, okay. Um, do you prefer it like a dry rub or a sauced boneless? Sauce. I love a sauce. Um, Messy, you know. Would you prefer yours fried, baked, grilled, or smoked? Mmm. I mean fried. Yeah, especially if you're going boneless. Yeah. Um, okay, here's a question. How many wings can you eat? So we're talking boneless at this point, so it might be a little different, but just what's your number? K. 
can I eat? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could probably put back like 15, but should I? <laughs> it's yeah. been done. <laughs> but so your I- wing constitution, Anastasia Washington, would be BRCSF15. Okay. So um, you can put that like on your LinkedIn so people kind of really know what kind of person you are. It's good for dating apps and you can find your match. Um, I haven't done any more research on that though. (laughs) Actually, all I know is that if you're like, the other options are drummy or flat, right? Do you like the drum or do you like the flat? And the only thing I know for certain is that if I'm a flat, I need to date a drum. So that we don't have to... That makes sense, though. That makes sense. I mean, listen, if there are wings on the table, no matter what kind they are, I'm going to eat them. But if I am, it's the same way with sushi. Listen, I only eat a certain ones when I'm paying. When a guy is paying for me or something, I will be very adventurous. I don't care. I feel feel that. You are so right there. Um. Well, that's, that's fair. Fair enough. What kind of, um, so your episode is going to be called Bird Box Honey Barbecue with Anastasia Washington. Ooh, let's talk about my box. (laughs) Bird Box. Um, tell me, child actor. Okay, so this is fascinating. Can you share with me, like, uh, maybe some of the things that you've done, or what's been your most favorite project, or which one stayed with you the longest? Um, I guess my favorite uh would be the adams family movies um cool uh the first one um i was actually uh in it i was in like the talent show scene and um i got to like really get to know raul julia which was like such a special thing because he was so sweet um so i think that one i don't know i got a little oof about him anyway (laughs) um so that one um was really special to me and it's one of the first ones I kind of re- remember. I was a little bit older, but like, um, it's one of the big ones that I remember as a kid. So I think that's another reason. It's not the first one I remember, but it's one of the bigger ones. Um, and plus it's just still giving me residual checks, which is nice. Nice. <laughs> you know what I love about that? And it does resonate with me because when that came out, I, I was the age for which it was intended. It was cool. Like um, Christina Ricci, you know, I think we're about the same age and it was like, it was yeah. so cool. And um, it was one of the first remakes I saw. Now everything's a remake, but like, right. there wasn't a lot of remakes back then. And it was like, oh, neat. I watched this, you know, on TV land or whatever. And then now it's like, right. And then they started doing like Casper and all They did, yeah. And Casper I loved too. Um, yeah. But like Adam's family- um, it was like my first time really going, um, well, I guess I did go to the, fr- it was really memorable going to school on set, um, because we were in the scene with, um, Christina Ricci and, um, oh my God, I can't even remember his name now, uh, Pugsley. Yeah. Um, anyway, they were in this like really bloody, like contraption that took hours to put on. So they would have to come to our tutoring shift, like to our school, because we all had to have like school hours as kids on set. Um, they would have to come with a contraption on. Wow. And like every once in a while, like Christina Ricci's like blood would splurt like a little bit. And like, we're <laughs> like, and I just thought that was so 
flipping cool. Like I remember just seeing like blood splurting and then like going outside of our little tutoring tent and seeing, you know, um, Morticia with her, with her big old brick phone. This, this is when the, yeah. the brick phone just sitting there. I was just like, was um, she as Ella? Oh I mean, what gosh. was it like to see Angelica? H- was that that was Angelica? Was Angelica Houston? Yeah. What was it like to see that up close? She was queen. She was like everything, you know. And I was a big, uh, I'm a big Disney fan. So Captain EO, I know, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so so I I also did an album with him. So I can't really say anything. Um, so like, um, but again, I'm sorry, I missed it. Michael Jackson, I did an album with him. So like, I can't really say anything bad about him because I did do an album with him, but I guess I, guess I could say things. No, actually, I mean, I feel either because it's like, I just don't know how to feel about it. You yeah. know, like, I'm like conflicted and uh. Yeah, I just but don't want to. That is amazing though. You were on a Michael Jackson album. Yeah, it's not a good one, but I was on one. <laughs> it's like pizza, even when they're bad, it's still pretty good, right? Um, um but yeah but seeing captain eo at, at disneyland captain, Angela, okay. so Ca- uh captain eo was michael jackson and then the the like this like they had this like almost kind of like a borg queen that turned into this beautiful woman and that was angelica houston and when i saw her in person i was just like oh my gosh she's a beautiful princess <laughs> Oh, wow, that's so amazing. Yeah, she's a Disney princess. (laughs) How did you get into that? Was that something you wanted? Did you, like, your mom push you to do it? Was it mutual? Like, did was your mom, like, a stage mom, or? Oh, no, it was all me. Um, I guess I would, my mom always tells a story that I I wouldn't stop tap dancing and singing everywhere, Um, and they were just like, well, let's get her an agent. Um, My mom was a dancer in the 60s and 70s, so she knew the kind of life it was and stuff like that um maybe a little bit tamer than her (laughs) dance dance days in the 60s and 70s but like um so she really like uh made sure to make sure it was my thing and whenever I wanted you know to stop I would have been able to stop because like I remember like you know coming out of auditions and just being like upset you know because you're like you know you're hard on yourself and you're like oh, I didn't do a good job or whatever and my mom would be like you want to quit you don't have to quit. you don't have to do this you know whatever you want to do I'd be like no I just want to cry right now <laughs> and then I will be fine just let me do this <laughs> that's perfect that's perfect <laughs> I even tell like my my niece is starting to get it she's like a really competitive dancer now and hip-hop and she wants to get into acting and she's like well, what am I gonna do when I mess up and I'm like just go in the bathroom and cry and then come out and smile <laughs> Because that's what I do. <laughs> I begged my parents to like push me <laughs> to like, can, can I please have a stage mom? They're like, no, finish school. No, finish school. And I'm like, you really had to get into it when you were young and like build that talent young. And I didn't start comedy. T- I mean, I've been in stand up for like six years now. And, you know, I'm like, I'm such a late starter, but it's fine. Wherever you are, that's where you are. You start from there. It's fine. Right. And it's so different. Like, I almost feel like it's like two lives. Like, I feel like all the stuff I did as a young uh, kid, it doesn't really translate into my adulthood. Like I've re basically like in my teens had to reinvent who I was because who cares that, you know, like I did this 
kids show when I was a kid or whatever like they don't care what do I do now right like what is what am I now um especially during like the like you know those awkward teen years where yeah. I, I was like not quite cute not quite pretty not quite anything kind of like cabbage patchy <laughs> weird you know like everyone has like a weird face and it's like what do I do with that she has boobs but she looks like a doll I don't I don't know you know <laughs> like, um so I feel like it's not really that much of a head start in that way because you still like constantly as a performer have these moments where you have to um reinvent and readapt and re I mean like look at where we are now we have to adapt so much to what's happening so much yeah but just in the short time we've been talking I can see that you have like perseverance and resilience um and and kind of everything along the way that you built and you you you're probably really good I imagine at building relationships being professional um stuff like that that you know if somebody started today in in like tv and stuff they would maybe not get or not understand but um, but I, but I see what you're saying too. Um, yeah. really, it's really fascinating. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. <laughs> Thinking about all the shows that I wanted to be on as a kid and like, I'm like, how did those kids do it? I have no idea. My, my mom, you, she's Mexican. She barely speaks English. My dad was in the Marines. So he was working all the time. So it wasn't like, nobody was like trying to get you know help me with that it was like go keep me yeah. alive go to school and I would always be but I think what happened though is once I was old enough to and being a, like I just did it myself like you know what I'm old enough I have nothing to do all my friends are having kids I'm gonna go take a stand-up class you know like yeah. so anyway we're not it's not about me no but that's like but also like your foundation was I don't know, you were equipped to deal with like the weird stuff that, and I'm lucky I had a very supportive mother, but like a lot of kids don't have the most amazing support system and it doesn't help them in their later career. They, you know, don't um, adapt. They don't, you know, so it's like- don't have the skills to cope. Yeah, it's it's hard, you know, it's a lot of rejection and, and it's not really rejection. I think that's that. I think that's the thing I had to learn over the years to go. It's not. It has nothing to do with me. I I show up and I do my best. And if it fits in with their marketing plan, then it's a go. It has nothing to do with me. Like it yeah. literally has nothing to do with me. And it's not personal. And so as soon as I like recognize that, like it it really helps everything. And I think it also helps when your friends are all in the business too, because I became cheerleaders for them. So if they got something, God, I was so happy. Even if I didn't get it, at least my friend got it. You know what I mean? Like I could cheer and be really happy for them. And that um, took away from the fact that I didn't get it. You know know what I mean? Like it took away from that, like, oh, I didn't get it, but oh, but she did. So that's cool. And I love her and you know, I care for her. And like, so I get to, you know, go to the premiere or watch her on TV or cheer her on or whatever, you know? <laughs> so exactly. It's like, if I didn't get it, at least it's somebody I know and care about. I know. I know. Right. So tell me about cake Wednesday. What is this magical, uh, routine you have? Okay. So, um, I, over, over the pandemic, I did my first one woman show 
And in, in doing my one woman show, I found out the reason um, why I was obsessed with cake, which is an incident that happened when I was a kid and I was denied cake at this party. Um, and so I became really obsessed with cake. Um, and over the pandemic, I would just want something to treat myself every weekend to look forward to. Um, and so after people saw the one woman show, um, people like were giving me cake. Um, like gift cards and stuff like that and sending me cupcakes because they, there's a little bit of white guilt I think in there but also <laughs> just because they're friends and they they <laughs> they liked um, to support me and I got got used to like using the using the gift cards or getting cake and stuff like that and I decided well if I'm not going to be treated this week I'm going to treat myself and I just pick Wednesdays because usually it's a, like a slower day it's like a day I can kind of breathe and enjoy my cake um and so now it's just cake Wednesdays for me um yes. yeah this so yeah much. I bought a piece of German chocolate cake at the grocery store I, I love that they're selling single pieces right now, or they have been, even though I, I don't always let myself buy it, but I was like, I just want some cake. Like, what? but I, what I really want is to go to a, like, I want wedding cake or like a really good birthday. Cake. I love a good wedding cake. I don't like going to weddings, but I love, like, I want like a ganache or I want some fruit and I want some kind of cream. And then I want, yeah. There's a new, well, it's not new, it's newer to me, but there's this place called Cake Monkey in LA and they make little tiny mini cakes. So with the layers and it's completely covered and um, it's my new jam. It's like getting yourself a, like a little tiny mini wedding cake or a little tiny, um, you know, celebration cake every week. And so um, it's my jam. So uh, yeah, those pictures look amazing. This so is so good. Elevated. What have been your favorite flavors from cake monkey okay so they do this one that's kind of like a snowball um i think they call it a mogul um and it is like brown butter cake with caramel and coconut mm. it is so flipping good um and then their german chocolate is the bomb i german mean chocolate I, I like german all chocolate the things i like yeah. yeah coconut that caramelly and then chocolate my mom just handed me <laughs> She's like, she's like, here, so you can get it right. Yes, it is the cake monkey moguls. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you laughing. <laughs> um, is cake monkey sponsoring you yet? Or no, but they should. I'm available. <laughs> I will uh, make sure I tag them also. <laughs> They're so good. Like Five hundred followers, cake monkey. Um, so good. Yeah, cake is so good. It's so um, good. Yeah. And what a nice way to just, like you said, treat yourself when there's not a lot to look forward to. Um, yeah. And also because it came from a painful story, I think it's like rewriting my narrative with it. Um, I've been rewriting some like painful narratives in the lot. I think once I turned like 35, now I'm 37, which makes my niece sad apparently. Um, but like when I turned 35, I was like tired of like anything um ouchy like that was holding me back <laughs> you know and I just started like working through it and like changing that that um dialogue about it and I think uh this was one of them it was a big one uh where you know I had this like traumatic event and it was all like and then I became obsessed with cake because of this traumatic event and then I was like 
how can I rewrite this? I just love cake and I, I'm going to have a cake Wednesday and I'm going to be happy every time I have cake. <laughs> I love it. What's the name of your one woman show? Um, it's called 50 Shades of Mix, Confessions of Your Ethnically Ambiguous Best Friend. Yeah. Oh, I saw your post. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have it published anywhere out there or was it oh, in person? It's actually um, going to be virtually available on March 24th and then on demand, I think, after that. So um, you can buy tickets and I think you get the like link for like 75 or 72 hours or... Oh, is it on Amazon? Then. No, it's actually through a theater um, company oh. called White Fire Theater, um, which is a really great theater. Um, I actually did the show during the Black Voices uh, Theater Festival and now I'm doing it through Solo Fest. Um, so... What's the name of the theater again? White Fire Theater. White Fire? White Fire, yeah. Like you white fire. <laughs> Actually, I don't know why it's called that. So. <laughs> I love it. It sounds amazing. And um, yeah, congratulations. I mean, that's a big accomplishment, I think, is like you wrote and starred and performed in your own one woman show, um, which brings me to the, the, the idea of identity. Um, and I know just you know, even in our short conversations, uh, how important that is to you and, and you're bicultural, you're yeah. like black and white. Mm -hmm. so my question for you, or like kind of the space uh, I'm kind of thinking in, I'd love to hear your perspective of how has, you know, I'm not even gonna say the last year, it's really like everything, but yeah. how has that been through the lens of somebody who's bicultural, you know, where you, you're, you, you have, you're experiencing or you have the lens of both um, you know, of, of two cultures that I never say the right words, but I think you get the idea. Like, how no, I absolutely get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have two cultures that I represent, but I will say that my parents, um, when they got married were both, you know, my father was a, is a black man that is obviously like very active in the civil rights movement when they got married. And my mom was very active in the civil rights mo movement as a white woman um so i came from a very active family um um and when they got married in the 60s it was illegal in 11 states like that's like you know like just my birth was like you know just a, a revolutionary like statement right and so i i really have always kind of said these things pretty loud and um sometimes not taken nicely you know like I would say like you know Black Lives Matter and people would be oh you always make it about race or oh victimization of the minority you know like all these like things and I would always kind of like speak from a person of color's perspective um the thing has really changed over this uh, awakening thing that's happened which is great I'm glad you're here. Everyone, I'm glad you're here. If you came here late, that's cool. Um, there was this like thing that I had to get over in the first few months of it of uh, bitterness about saying something and, and, and the people that gave me eye rolls or said something to me um, now hashtagging it all over the place and being, I had to get over that. Um, and I had to have some difficult conversations with even people of mixed ethnicity that had 
gone to more that side and now all at once we're this side and I was like but remember those conversations we had (laughs) you know um so it was tough I had those I had that bitterness and I had that stuff and now it's really weird in the last I don't know three months I've been getting these apology letters and uh or text messages or dms from people in my past that have I don't like to say microaggressions because I think it's just aggressive, um, <laughs> aggressive in the past who have apologized to me are apologizing to me now. And I think it's so weird. Like, I think it's great. Like, I think it's great, but it also like, I don't know about you, but like when you've experienced something like that, when you've experienced something, um, especially racially charged, and then somebody you know years pass and then somebody says something to you like even if it's an apology kind of brings it you know it's like oh oh, I I had stuffed that down so I didn't have to feel that now I have to feel it a little bit (laughs) you know so I had to like that's been that's been my late lately I've had to be like "Mm, yep I forgive you cool I actually have to go because um I need cake goodbye You know, it's a it's a weird time. It's yeah. it's great. It's great because so many people are waking up and being proud and 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 all that. And then also the people that are idiots are like, "Hey, I'm over here," and we're like, oh, "Cool, I'm glad I saw you. Right, right. <laughs> Thank you for raising your hand." Um, but it is a weird emotional roller coaster of uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure you experience this as well. well. I mean, not nowhere near the same level. And thank you for sharing that with me. Um, I, the, I actually have gotten one apology um, message and I thought it was really nice. And I was like, okay, thanks. But you didn't have to. Um, but awesome, though. <laughs> yeah. And, and also I'm trying to realize my own racism or, you know, kind of just be responsible for, I'm just trying to do the best I can. Um, right. I, I think I've always, the bicultural thing, I don't know if you feel like this and maybe you do because the way, but I, I grew up very white or I'm very, you know, I think I'm white presenting, but I'm, I'm not, it's tricky. (laughs) I'm white and I'm Mexican and I, but I don't speak Spanish and I'm not, you know, really Brown, but also like, I feel like with white, white people, they know you're still not white. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the, what I didn't know growing up of why it was different. And maybe it was socioeconomics, but I really feel like it was like uh, whiteness and, and, and like a certain, you know, thing. And that's why I didn't hang out with these kids in school. And I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I hung out with other kids like me, you know, who, um, we're mixed and, you know, it's fine. We, we get it. Um, I'm, this is where I say all the wrong things or I'm like, I can't find my words, but I, I'm, I'm white, but I think white people know I'm not white. And so I think that is a different experience. I don't think I've had too many like hardships before because of it, but you know, maybe some discrimination. I don't know. Um, I mean, you never know really, because you don't know how other people's impression of you, um, affects the way they act or things that have happened in your life. And um, I mean, like to me, people always say I'm like white presenting, but then they always come up to me and go, what are you? There's something up. And I go, so then I'm not white presenting. You know that there's something up with me that I'm not, uh, you know, um, Caucasian. So why 
why you know and why is your whole thing to deny part of me or to say I can pass so I shouldn't say anything but obviously I can't pass because you just walked up to me and asked me what I was <laughs> like dude like that's why I have a shirt in my everybody has to know says, no what are you it's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> so I got tired of people coming up to me and going what are you and you'd be like human I sometimes just want to go I'm an alien shh you know <laughs> like, yeah you know you know and I don't know if this is more tied to comedy or my personality and those kind of things all I know is that I've always felt like a bull in a china shop so I think that uh, even as a kid you know and the in the in the sweet like little blonde girls who got everything and got all the attention and got everything teachers trusted them more I mean on the other side I don't know if it's about race or it's just my personality but I was always just louder and bigger and rowdier you know I would and I just like it's like I like a puppy like I just don't know my boundaries and so I feel like I've had to really like learn that as I've gotten older I mean we do people perceive us in, in a certain way like I can say the exact same thing as some, some, uh, one of my white friends that I'm aggressive. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm literally not even raising my voice. I'm literally at the same, but I'm tall. I'm, you know, curvy. I'm ethnic. Uh, therefore everything is heightened <laughs> for me. And it's just so funny. Cause I'm like, literally like I could be whispering and like, it's just perceived so different. Like, it's just, you know, and I, you know, it used to bother me, you know, and now I'm just like, whatever, unless somebody can't, yeah, unless, unless somebody like really can't, like, there's a couple times that people have like continued to use the word and they go, I oh, don't use that word to me. I'm not doing that anymore. And then they, they're like, well, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll say it again. And I'm like, cool. This is what this is. Like, whoop. <laughs> like not listening to it. The word like aggressive just aggressive like I don't think you should call females aggressive unless they're literally beating the crap out of you yeah especially in the industry like it's just so it's just so controlling and weird I don't I'm not into it so I will literally go I will give you like two chances I'll be like don't say aggression don't say aggression or you like, yeah and <laughs> my day job is at a pretty conservative place and I feel like uh uh, be I don't like talking about it, but I'm like, but I feel like you know the quieter you are, like the smarter you're perceived, and I feel like mm -hmm. I've had to work really hard to like let people know that no, I'm good at this stuff too, you know. And um, I mean, I've had to learn along the way, but whatever. Yeah, we all learn it. We learn how to play the game, and we learn the speed of people. I am glad <laughs> I feel slightly more celebrated these days. I feel like being curvy. I have had a big butt since I was like nine. Like I got my butt, my mom's, my mom has, we all have big butts. It was not novel. It was not like, it was just my family. We had big butts and my, this is not okay now, but my dad always talked about it. He would always slap butts. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with it. This is everything has changed. But I just remember getting teased and made fun of. So they called me Mary Butt Church instead of Mary Up Church. And it's a good one. And, and so <laughs> like in more modern times when this book, you know, but started getting celebrated, I'm like, finally, where were you, it, you know, when I was in the seventh grade, I mean, right. Sir mix came out around that time too. And it helped a little bit, but I didn't understand why. Yeah. Like but I, who usually shakes their butts to that song? It's always like 
like the flat butts i get up there and start shaking their butt i'm like dude it's not for you this is our song get off the stage you know um tree with like tiny leaves and like big weird butt and you're like no that's not true either no no and it's it's yeah i i've had it's so funny because like i really was always like i'm gonna firm up my thighs and firm up my butt and now everybody likes a jiggly butt and i'm taking an african dance class like oh uh, it's a dance hall class so african caribbean dance class where i'm trying to make a jiggle now and i've been years i've been just trying to not make it jiggle and i'm like what happened (laughs) why did i stop it from jiggling i didn't know it was going to be famous and 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 awesome to have one (laughs) i did have a thought a while back where i was like mary you have the opportunity right now to have like the ideal body if you just did some sit-ups and just tight this and that, like keep that. And like, and I was like, it's too hard now. Well, I saw what, what uh, there was some Instagrammer, uh, you know, famous Instagrammer that was doing the sit-ups with like, it's like that machine. It's just like here uh-huh. and there's like thousands of sit-ups in 30 minutes. I can do that. <laughs> I don't think that would work. I feel like I've bought everything not necessarily for exercise equipment, but like none of that stuff really works. I don't think. I don't know. I just, the only thing that ever works for me, I've been a variety of sizes. Um, and the only thing that ever works for me is like Weight Watchers and working out. <laughs> like, just, yeah. But you know what? Confession. I went back to Weight Watchers this week because I was like, you need some control. I'm and- in three the- weeks in, girl. Yeah. I'm three weeks in. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm filming a comedy special in six weeks and I was like you need to do something you got this girl that's amazing I uh yeah yeah, I went back (laughs) to you know when you go back and forth you kind of go no no it won't work but I think it's been long enough to where I'm like oh wow yeah I was eating some stuff that you know just just hidden little you know points I guess and I was like okay I'm glad I'm tracking you and I have no self yeah I had to get into the right mind space where counting wasn't driving me into like a negative space right like mm-hmm. and that means I had to like get myself into like a good mental space and now I am in a pretty good mental space so it's not bothering me but the moment it starts like becoming like neurotic I'm like delete app <laughs> you, know? you know they let you leave they let you come back yeah. it's so easy it'll be yeah. it's like the worst toxic relationship no it's fine it's oh good. my gosh it's oprah it's fine everything <laughs> that oprah does is great uh, uh. Um, <laughs> um gosh you're so much fun anastasia what know. else what if, what have we not talked about that you're like i need to make sure i tell you about this what was your what's been your best moment ever my best moment ever like, a, like trophy worthy, like you want, maybe you said the right thing. Maybe you won the right thing. Maybe you got the guy or whoever. Oh, <laughs> how about the time I took a date with me on a date? So I had two dates. That yeah. was pretty cool. Right? How did you do that? Well, I didn't know I was dating this guy at, in college. And so he was like, hey, come to this, like, I don't know it was like student union like I don't know beach day and I was like okay cool and so I was like uh he was like oh I'll I'll give you a ride because I didn't drive at the time and uh I was like cool and then I brought I brought somebody and um we went to the whole day 
And then we went like to like this really nice fish restaurant. And then we went to the pier and they were all both trying to like, like win you prizes and stuff like that. And at the end of the night, the guy goes, you know, this was a date, right? And I was like, oh no, I didn't. Wait, which guy didn't know it was a date? The one who invited you to the party or, or the one who invited you to the event, but the guy you brought, you knew you were dating. I knew I was on a date with him. I didn't know I was on a date with, so I think that was a pretty like top moment you know yeah I think I've been the unassuming one before like oh you you brought somebody to my party I had specifically to hook up with you I wish that we've all been there we've all been there (laughs) I have done the dumbest shit to like and and this is what I've, I've told myself never again like don't even try too hard don't do anything for men just if they want you, they will make it clear. But I have had like, I've had like parties, like, oh, guess what? We're having a party or I'm having a dinner party or, you know, like make up shit just to get a guy like into my, do I sound, I hope they don't see that I was like a predator or something. But. No, no, no. I've, I've, you know, like, it's so funny. Cause like, I feel like the ones that are really like difficult to get are the ones that we really like, truly want. Like there's this guy that I've always kind of like had a crush on, like I've made him dinner and like had him come over and then like nothing happens or he like cries, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and I just like, I am practically naked and I made you homemade nachos with like all the fixings. What is going on? That's the sexy time. What's happening? Why cry? And meanwhile, <laughs> bitch who doesn't do anything and just like, you know, like, oh, and then, and then it works for her, you know, or something like you just like, I don't know. You just got men are dumb. They're dumb and they're trash. I love them, but I hate them. Yeah. Like I need one. But like I don't need one you know like I want one really bad but also they're like so much of a pain in the ass I'm seeing and- this on TikTok a lot and maybe that's where it's resonating but I think a lot of people are going through this where it's like okay I'm straight I'm attracted to men but I fucking hate men like how many times like the just the, the way they let you down you know like I've been let down so much and that's why I'm like stop just expecting anything from them yeah, I mean, it's, I, I just, I can't do the apps. I'm, I'm very, first of all, I watch too much true crime. Yeah. I automatically think everybody's trying to kill me. So it's just like not great. And so then, um, and then I just don't know what to do. I, I'm very much like, I need somebody to go, I, I like you. And then I can go, okay, cool. You know, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, I'm not good at the other way. I just am not. Like when I like somebody and they haven't said anything to me, I go, I, I don't do the right things or I think oh, I'm doing the yeah. right things, you know, like I, I think I'm doing the right things and they, there's like crickets, 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 crickets. I've tried to like, it, recently I've tried to be like, you know, I'm going to be just clear with my feelings and I'm going to tell him I like you. And I did and he didn't like me and that, and that hurt. I was, I was really bummed for a couple weeks, but it was the cleanest, you know, like end or like you know, mind shift that I've had to where it, I wasn't bitter. I wasn't mad. I, I didn't hate him. We're still friends. And so I'm going to try to lead with honesty, but it would be a lot easier if he just told me he left, you know, a guy just said, Hey, I like you. Or I want to be like, you love me, don't you? And then he's like, shut up. And then he kisses me. And then 
we get donuts. It's like a romance movie. Like Yeah. Oh, my big like speech that. about men and how I don't need them. It's all my ploy because that's when you get a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, is that? Oh, I see. I see. That's, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I'm not, I like, I, I have to be like tricked into a relationship and then uh, I'm good. I'm such a good girlfriend once you like really? literally trick me into a relationship. I think I might be. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been in a real relationship. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, I was joking with one of my friends or we we're talking about, you know, the guy you like versus the guy that likes you. And I was like, oh, let me look in this journal that my guy friend bought me. How, how stupid. He just bought me this journal because he knew I liked it and went back to buy it. And what an idiot. Like, ew, he's so gross. And it's like, oh, you idiot. That's the guy you're supposed to be with. But you don't like him like that so anyways the system is rigged it is it is i'm just waiting for michael b jordan to knock on that door over there i first saw him in parenthood like that's how i know michael b jordan in parenthood and he was so cute back then he's just oh yeah and the wire too oh i didn't watch the wire i hear i should yeah i mean not for michael b jordan he doesn't have a huge part i heard it's a great show very very quickly uh, he's killed very quickly um and he's very young in it so it's very yeah. disturbing um you find out where actors came from because you're like oh I, that was the first time yeah um yeah but like i had a dream like uh, like i had a dream last year uh, where michael b jordan showed up at my door with my favorite thai food and then um we watched true crime together and i was just like this is great there was like no sex all it was was like he showed up with my favorite <laughs> I would love to have like a friend who do that or a guy to cuddle with or just spend time with me. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Um, Anastasia, what would you eat if it was your last meal? Like death row or something? Like what would your last meal be? Hmm. It's so hard. I like all the food. Like I feel like I I'd be one of those people, like you know how like John Wayne Gacy when he like um his last meal was like a bucket of chicken and a steak and hash browns yeah. and this it would be just like so much many different things yeah but I feel like right now in the space I am right now I would want um gnocchi with pink sauce and greasy garlic bread from my favorite place um Pinocchio's in Burbank Yum. and then cake monkeys mogul yes or yeah uh, but i think i want to win some kind of um iced tea concoction like some Ooh. kind of tea latte or bubble tea or something like that yeah in there that's what i want that's, to that's my last meal um, i should have done alcohol why didn't i do alcohol i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. A cyanide cocktail? no i don't know <laughs> If you had to plan a, a wing night for a bar or a restaurant and it was all you and sky's the limit budget, you can do whatever you want. This is hypothetical. What would, you know, what would your wing special be? And then what would like the drink special be? Your in the entertainment, you know, what kind of night would it be? Mm, I do love a I do love a theme. I really love a theme. Um, but I don't want to do like the TV show wings with wings, although that is very tempting. <laughs> One person thought that this podcast was about the show Wings, and I was like, no. <laughs> You're like, no. Um, I think my wing special would be, uh, I would have a spicy barbecue wing, mm-hmm. and 
like a french fry wing like like you know one of those like covered fries with like loaded um, fries kind of loaded fry with wings on it and like cheese and all kinds of stuff like that like a weird poutine but a little bit spicy and a little bit sweet and a lot of cheesy like that so that would be my special I think I would go for like a like a 90s R&B night (laughs) we'd have like salt and pepper playing you know yeah (laughs) and we would call it poison night yeah there you go oh trust a big button a smile but do trust a big button a smile i'm here i'm single (laughs) wow what would the drink special be Mm. i feel like i have to have something that compliments it but i'm always like whiskey bourbon girl Mm. um I'm really into um, old fashions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think an old fashioned would definitely be on there, but with those fancy Luxardo cherries, you know, those like not the dark ones. ones, the dark ones, yeah. those, like in there. Um, yeah, I think that would be it. Um, and if I was going to do like a frou-frou drink, I feel like you have to do like, like whatever. Oh, and then like yeah. a frou-frou drink. Um, this might be able to get um, one of my favorite quarantine drinks has been uh tio's vodka and the san pellegrino blood orange so it's kind of like orange soda and vodka yeah. but it's like classy it's and it's like not as many like calories and stuff sure oh <laughs> i actually don't know i think i think those blood orange are like like a lot of juice it's not like it's not like a LaCroix oh okay okay fair enough but still I I would love to think it's like very little calories Let's I think that you know vodka was the sponsor of the Big Pine Comedy Festival and so we drank a lot of it like every time we go up there and I just remember like Tito's is gluten-free and I just think that's great or something <laughs> also they help a lot of uh animals they're like big animal people it's just like, the vodka you want to drink you know what I just vodka you want to drink I've never liked their logo, their their font, their logo. That I think doesn't match the quality of the product. It looks like it's like a pirate bottle or like a cheaper tequila. Yeah, so they need they need a rebrand. Well, my mom thought it was tequila for a long time because I was making her drinks during the pandemic, and then she was like, um, "Can you get that tequila?" I was like, "What tequila? The Tito's tequila." I'm like, "That's not tequila. That's vodka." <laughs> I was like, "No." no and we have like t- we have good uh tequila that we got last time we were in mexico i was like this is tequila this, te- <laughs> this is not <laughs> a big difference like, i i'm not good at tequila we went to tijuana way too many times when i was like 20 19 you know and then they give those little free shots and i got oh, yeah. so sick and i'm like oh tequila well, that's how I ended up with all the uh, tequila that I have at the at my house because I went on one of those tours where they gave us like yes. ten shots in. I was like, "Yo, buy like eight bottles. It's fine." Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Anastasia, it's been so fun talking to you. We could probably keep talking for another hour. I don't know. I know. But let me ask you really quick as we wrap up: What do you want in the next like one to three years? What is your hope and dream? Let's vision board it, put it out there, and it's gonna happen. Okay, really hot soulmate, man. Soul partner. I, I know, I, like, I, I want a partner in crime. 
Um, so that's that's on the board. I'm literally looking at my board right now. Um, <laughs> uh, comedy album, yeah. Comedy special, yeah. And uh, I want to sell a couple of my scripts um, and 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 do that. Be the female Jordan Peele that doesn't quit performing. That's my goal. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and you shall have it. Thank you. <laughs> that is so With good. Your magic wing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the magic wing. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Where can people follow you? What do you want them to do? Oh, you can follow me at Anastasia W on Twitter, at Anastasia Walsh on Instagram, Anastasia TV on YouTube. And I'm trying, I'm trying TikTok, Anastasia W. <laughs> Okay. I don't. I, yeah, I'm trying, you guys. Do you watch The Bachelor? I don't, but I watch every other like Bravo show. (laughs) It is problematic, but we started, my friends and I started recapping it. Um, (laughs) I'll have to check it out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, thank you so much. It has been fantastic getting to know you. I hope we can hang out in the future or connect or work on something in the future. I love that. Everybody, follow Anastasia Washington. Please like Wings with Friends on Instagram. Um, follow the Broken Drift Network on YouTube and watch my other shows. I have a really dumb little thing called Shark Bites that I, it's so dumb and little, but I love it so much. It's so simple. It's just me in a shark costume. Um, I love that. <laughs> the pandemic made us do weird things. Land shark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Um, so we'll see you next time on Wings with Friends. Bye bye.